As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I uh, kind of like this first page. I, I, you know, I think I thought at one point maybe the um, the previously in thing was only a Marvel thing, but maybe Bendis mm-hmm. talked somebody into bringing that over to DC Comics. DC will do it occasionally. Marvel does it in every book. I, I kind of like this uh, Seagull Search is the yeah. search engine that they use, and and you know there's um, there's also a lot of teasing in this. I don't know what's going on with Ray Palmer. I haven't read anything in DC with either of the Adams, Ryan or Ray, because they're both mentioned on this front page. But uh, it's really cool because there are some teases to the upcoming um, Bendis imprint at DC. The girl, the girl named Numi, is that uh, one series about the uh, the girl who's going on this search. I don't know if it means why superheroes or what, but Superman crashes into her town for like one second and then bounces back out and she's a teenager going on a quest to do some stuff then there's this little thing like who is the teen lantern and there's a bunch of other stuff too so I'm kind of excited about about this front page there's a lot of stuff in there it's definitely interesting yeah yeah find out Amanda Waller contact info I don't know who <laughs> Az is is Azriel back Azarello, Brian Azarello. Oh, Az needs answers. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I I, I dig that uh, that inside bit. That that is a good way to catch everybody else up on uh, what's going on. This week on Dueling Review, we review Action Comics number one thousand and five from Brian Michael Bendis and Ryan Suk. The murderous mystery of the Red Cloud uncovered. Clark Kent draws closer to revealing a secret crime family that has operated for years in Metropolis. But the family's enforcer, the mysterious Red Cloud, proves she's a match for even the Man of Steel with an attack that leaves Superman breathless. Don't miss the last page shocker as we reveal the true face of the Red Cloud. Gotta say, I really love the heck out of this issue, Matthew. It It's interesting. I mean, I've been kind of standoffish about the Bendis Superman run because I'm worried about the things that could happen. Like what? Well, it's a Bendis book, so people could be horribly, you know, mutated and thrown into this thing. And well, we know that there's a upcoming thing that people are all upset about in February when uh, John comes back and he's like angry, Bernie fireman, super guy thing. I, you know, I don't like the whole Jor-El is still alive thing in any eh, case. I'm not a big I fan of that. Like it, as Jor-El is teaching John to be hate face. But I like the use of 
weird bits of continuity here. I like the use of the H dial. I like oh, the appearance man. of the question. Yeah, I mean, we get uh, Dial H for Hero, which I guess appear. I haven't been reading this this series, so I don't know what's going on besides that time that we reviewed issue 1000 on the Major Spoilers podcast, so like five months ago or whatever, uh, when this kicked off. But yeah, uh, Dial H for Hero apparently showed up at the very end of last issue, and it's all over this one where somebody is trying to make a buy. Use H dial. Yeah. And then the question shows up. I'm like, holy crap, the question is in this too? That's what I like about... And it's not like, huh. You know, in other books, when they do something like this, where another character appears, Mm -hmm. I don't think I remember seeing... Recently, I don't think I remember seeing it handled like this, where this is just a chapter in something bigger that's coming up. And it's really kind of handled more in a way of like, this is that prequel before the the scene before the credits kind of thing that's going on. Right. And I just dig it. And the fact that it's not Superman asking the question, who is the red cloud? There's a bunch of people who are asking who is the red cloud. And the question is one of them. And it just opens up and makes this story feel bigger. To me, at least. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, one of my biggest complaints about the post-Flashpoint DC is the fact that everything started over fresh except when it makes for a good plot point. Right. So as we get into this, you know, rebirth era where continuity is really, you know, not an issue anymore, these things may or may not have happened. We can assume that there was the Dial H. We can assume that the question did stuff. And I, I really kind of appreciate that. And I appreciate what Bendis does with this issue because he does that bendis stuff where the heroes seem larger than life the question's mm-hmm. appearance is terrifying and it's set oh, up yeah. with a page and a half of people you know kind of going is, who's this guy over well here? yeah because when he first showed up i was like okay is this really the question it's a guy and he's standing in the shadows and we can't tell if he has a face or doesn't have a face until she says right. you the one with the hat and no face and you're like oh, is this really the question and then it's like he does all these batman things where they shoot at him and he's not there and bing bang boom bang boom And then he's, you know, you get the full page of him just standing over with the bloody fist and asking the question. I thought it was really well done. Very orange question. Yeah, well, it's the lighting of the uh, disco club or whatever that they're at. Sure, everything's orange and blue. Yeah, and green. It's purple and green in that. So, yeah, it's it is uh, pretty impressive. In fact, the art overall is really well done and a lot of little subtle nods because right after you transition out of that question page and you look at the Daily Planet and you see the mm-hmm. Daily Planet, and you've got the repeat of who is the qu- of the Red Cloud, which is the question that the question was asking. And then you look and you see that the cloud is actually forming the question part, and the Daily Planet yep. is forming the dot of the question. And then you again, here's the here's the other thing that I really really enjoyed about this. Uh, this I know this is a part five, this Invisible Mafia storyline. Mm-hmm. This felt like a this felt like a, a first issue to me. I, I don't know. I don't have to know who any of these people are. We yeah. get to meet this girl. I'm like, okay, so she's a writer, a new writer, a newish writer, and Clark is trying to help her. Okay, I get that. Sure, neat. All right, that's cool. And we get this mystery of you know arson and the police and the invisible mafia. And you don't have to explain everything. It's just so well written that it just you just understand it. And you don't even have to know a history of what's been going on in DC for the last. 25 years to understand. Now, yes, maybe knowing who some of these characters are will help. But I just really appreciate that the story is, like you said, very approachable. Yeah, it feels like a satisfying chapter of something. And 
the things that are revealed are revealed in a way that makes sense mm-hmm. and that make you want to come back for more. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the slowly simmering subplot of the fire chief or mm-hmm. the assistant fire chief that's been in from the very first issue or the very beginning of this Bendis run. This is something that's been simmering. And then we get a little more of her story. We finally figure out what's wrong with Clark Kent's creepy new coworker. Yeah. And, which which know, one? We, the girl that is revealed? Yeah, we yeah. find out who the Red Cloud is. Yeah, that's really cool, too. I just really, yeah. wow. Yeah, it's interesting. And I love Ryan Sook's art. I love it. Yeah, the, the Superman one where he, the first time you see him flying over Metropolis in this issue, where it's all like slick and dark and blue and the red and the yellows are just standing out brilliant against the blue. Ooh, yeah. really cool stuff. Yeah, it looks really nice. And that was my one of my major concerns when we got the... Uh, was it Action One Thousand? That where was where we had the the lumpy potato face Superman on the cover because Jim. Well, Lane that's the one that you the, said that you didn't like. Yeah, lumpy potato face. I didn't like that cover. I didn't mind the issue necessarily so much, but I felt like the art was definitely problematic, and that cover was butt ugly. This is gorgeous, mm-hmm. and if if One Thousand had been this good looking. I would not have gone and, you know, missed out on the three or four issues in between. I think I read 1002. I may have reviewed one of these action comics issues for the website, but I don't remember any of it necessarily. But this is solid. This is really kind of well done. It's exciting. It's engaging. And it's a story where even if you haven't been reading Superman from the beginning of that Bendis era, it leads you into everything. And I, I do agree with you. The uh, what has come before page mm-hmm. is very cool. But the way that it's presented as a sneak peek at Clark's desk, what he's writing and yep. what his notes are all about. Yep. That's just that's flat out ingenious as far as I'm concerned. Well, the one thing, though, that I am concerned about, and, and it sounds like you haven't read the previous issues. I haven't read the previous issues. And I don't know if it's taking place in, the, in a Superman book or an action comics book, but when do when do um, Lois and John and uh, Jor-El go flying off into space? That's not in action comics, is it? Yeah, they left in like 1001. Okay, because when I read this previously in section, they're talking about, well, the Earth has disappeared and all these weird things are going on in the Phantom Zone. And as I'm reading that and then read this issue... I'm kind of like, how does any of that crazy stuff tie into this invisible mafia thing? Because this issue is all about Red Cloud and the invisible mafia and, and the fires and things, which sound really cool. But then I'm thinking, the Earth went into the Phantom Zone and Jonathan and Lois and, and Jor-El are, are flying around in space. This makes, I'm, I now I need to go back and read these previous issues to find out if these actually tie in together or if this just is a a big convoluted mess of a story. But as a single issue goes, this is probably one of the, this is an issue that has gotten me more excited about reading DC comics than any issue has in a very, very long time. And, you know, Bendis comes from that Marvel school of, you know, tons of plot threads just kind of simmering in the background. And then one will come to the forefront, but everything else will keep going. You know, if you've read his run on uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, first of all, I'm sorry. No, no, I read it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Second of all, it's like there's stuff in issue 106 that has been set up for 30, 40, 50 issues going all the way back to the beginning of that Ultimate Spider-Man run. That's the strength of Bendis and having him playing, you know, in the DC universe is kind of interesting because DC has not had this kind of storytelling any time recently. They've very much been stuck in an everything is dark, 
everyone must die. We will kill them all. Oh, and someone murdered the Flash, even though you didn't see it. You are are you sure you have? Away. Have you been reading any Marvel comics recently? Because I've been reading all. They're the still comics. carrying on, killing off characters uh, every quarter. Who are they killing? Who are they killing? Uh, so who do they got? Who's the new one that they've got uh, coming up? Uh, there, I'm gonna have to go back and look. You're Doesn't me. hit me off the top of my head, but we do have. Uh, you know, we've recently had uh, death of Wolverine. That was a couple of years ago, but we've had. Uh, just characters that's still on a quarterly basis that they will get rid of for a couple of years and then bring them back. And I mean, that's mercenary, but I'm really sort of fine with that. I feel like Wolverine's absence allowed for some cool stories to be told. Yeah, plus we got to bring old man Wolverine into the regular universe. And I'm reading the DC comics that appeal to me. So I've been reading, you know, X-Men Red. I've been sort of kind of paying attention to Aquaman. I've been reading the Terrifics. And all of this stuff is designed to where... I don't feel like I have to read all of the DC titles or all yeah, of the yeah, Marvel yeah. titles. And I like that. Yeah. I don't even feel like I have to read all of the Superman books if I want to just, you know, enjoy the action comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I really, th- I really, really enjoyed this story. Like I said, this is something that if I were a new comic book reader and I'm like, oh man, a Superman. <sighs> hmm. Okay. I guess I'll give this a try. This is the thing that would be like, wow, this is what Superman comics are like. Okay, I'm down for this. I want to buy more. And the art, like you said, and like I've said, is just gorgeous. And the coloring in this is spectacular. Who's the colorist on this? Um, it is um, Brad Anderson. And even the lettering from Josh Reed is, woo, wow, I'm just, uh, I, I just, yeah. I am speechless in everything about this book. It is really that good. I know that there is the... You know, the uh, the little cheesecake stuff with the uh, 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 the assistant fire chief or the deputy fire chief when she shows up to the party that feels a little Adam Hughes ish or uh, Ryan, Ch- uh, not uh, uh, John Cho, Cho ish in the way that she's portrayed. Uh, but just the layout of that page and how it yeah. feels like you're looking at a sunset is just gorgeous. Yeah, it's it's nicely handled. I feel like even those elements aren't specifically titillating it's sort of a moment where oh my god she cleans up really nicely yeah i have heard i like that yeah i have heard i don't remember i thought it was jh williams the third somebody at one point i'm gonna have to go and do some research at one point somebody went and designed a 3d model of metropolis of where everything was supposed to be at and or maybe it was Gotham and I can't remember or maybe they've done both in the in the years since I first heard this, but it allowed them to quickly just say, hey, this action is taking place here. Let me put the camera in that position so that I can kind of get an idea of what you would see, because as you're getting into the uh, Red Cloud and Superman battling part, the city stays in relation to itself to the point that when you get to that final page and you see um, you see the daily planet in the background. All the buildings stay in relation to themselves. All of the landmarks are easily identifiable all throughout the multiple panels that you're looking in this. And that is, I know I complain about backgrounds a lot, but I was really impressed with how the, the backgrounds remain consistent and you could really kind of place yourself. Where is this action taking place in this scene? It made Metropolis feel more alive. And more real. Now, I don't know what's going on with the mayor. You know what's going on with the mayor? The mayor's a jerk. Yeah, but why is he curled up on the floor? Is he having the DTs or something? He's drunk. 
It looks like he's having the, the floor D. And he, see his glasses next to him. He's I know, drunk. but that's why I'm wondering if he's having the DTs because he's not uh, trying not to drink. And he's no, curled he's up in a ball. And in, in, I don't usually curl up in a ball when I pass out drunk. He's passed out drunk. But it's it's also nice that when Superman sees that, he's like, oh, I'm not going to rush in and bother this guy. He's like, huh, no, it's kind of a bad time to bust the mayor's chops. I'll go deal with some other things. And I like that, too, as a, just a little character bit for Superman. It's just real subtle one panel thing. And I'm like, that's neat. Mm-hmm. You know, first you think he's going to be, you know, jumping in and busting heads and getting angry. And then he sees this man who's obviously not in a good place. And he says, oh, this is a bad time for that. And I'll go do something else. And then the red uh, cloud attacks. The red hood cloud. The red hood cloud. Oh, my gosh, Matthew. I give this double thumbs up. Highly recommended. Ten stars. (laughs) Or as some people want to try to force on our site, 9.8 stars. No, it doesn't work that way. It could. No, it doesn't. I'm sorry. It could. But this is a very, very good issue, and I highly recommend it uh, for everybody to go and check out. I agree. This is very solid. I don't know if I go as far as, you know, 10 stars. Oh, my God, my head is exploding. But it's good. And you should. I mean, you really should. I don't understand the people who are like, oh, I'm not sure about that Superman. I can't imagine wanting to like something that pretty much started everything that we know about modern well, superhero no, but, comics. No, but seriously, if there there are people out there that are like that. They went and saw the yes, Justice League movie. They went and saw the Superman movie, and they're like, well, this is dark and gritty. Is this what Superman's about? I don't know if I would be interested in Superman. Oh, so it's Zack Snyder's fault. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if you want to point fingers, I mean, it is certainly... Um, it is certainly the Warner Brothers. I won't, I won't say it's Zack Snyder's fault because Zack Snyder does not run Warner Brothers. But it is certainly Warner. No, Matthew, you can't say that. I mean, because there's a lot of people that enable that. There are a lot of people who could have said, no, this is not what we want. Right. And yet they allowed it. And so it's Warner Brothers fault, I would say, that if the DC characters have this bad or negative connotation to them mm-hmm. from the movies, that this is something that I think people might want to look at and say, oh, this is what Superman's about. I want to read more of this. I'll buy that. Now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Our listeners have made it this far into the episode and say, damn it, everybody voted Martian Manhunter number one this week, Stephen. Why in the heck are you guys <laughs> reading the action comics number 1005? What is going on? Are our voices not being heard? Are we not having a voice in this show like you said we were going yeah. to have? We demand justice. We demand satisfaction. And I'm here dear listener to plead mea culpa with you i made a mistake i screwed up because in my haste so here's what happened (laughs) because of the holiday weekend uh last week we recorded dueling review on tuesday instead of thursday yep and with um previews world the website from diamond they typically don't work in a here's what's for sure coming out next week kind of thing But what they have is a thing called two weeks from now. And knowing that we were recording on Tuesday and they hadn't even put up the stuff for next week, I inadvertently clicked on the next listing or grouping of comics that were coming out and posted that. So that was like two weeks ahead. And then by the time everyone looked at the link for two weeks from now, of course, previews had already updated it and they were reading the stuff that was coming out next week. 
So everyone who voted last week on a comic to review this week, you were actually voting on stuff that's coming out next week, if that makes any sense. You were ahead of the game, my friends. Yes. But that's, that's okay, because we're going to take all of those suggestions for Martian Hunter number one, which comes out next week, and we're going to apply them to anyone else who wants to cast their vote in comics that we might want to review next week. So right now, Martian Manhunter number one is in the lead. But you can certainly go over to patreon.com slash major spoilers right now. Look at the list of comics that are coming out next week and then tell us what one you would like us to read. And then I will add those numbers in with the Martian Manhunter, which I think there were like four or five people that were like, yeah, Martian Manhunter sounds like a great book. Doesn't it, though? I think so. Coming out next week from Boom Studios, we have the Arm Amory Wars. <laughs> Amory. Amory Wars. Amory Wars. Good Apollo Trade Paperback Volume 3. We also have Low Road West Number 4, the penultimate issue there. Steven Universe Harmony Number 5. WWE WWE Number 23. Dark Horse Comics has BPRD The Devil You Know Number 11. Game of Thrones 4-inch Iron Throne Mini Replica. Hmm. Also LaGuardia Number 1 and Umbrella Academy Hotel Oblivion Number 3. Now, I, do, I did double-check. This all says December 5th. That is next week. Next week is December 5th? DC Comics has Batman number 60, Border Town number 4, Green Arrow number 47, Justice League number 13, and Martian Manhunter number 1. The first issue in a 12-part series, Matthew. I wonder if we will read that one next week. Guess it depends on our listeners. I hope not. Nightwing number 54, Shazam. A couple of people have already voted for Shazam number 1. I'd be down with that. I would be down with the Shazam too. Although I thought, hmm, might have to double check because I thought I saw something about Shazam being delayed night by like a couple of weeks now. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I will have to go and look into that. But if you do vote for Shazam and it becomes number one, then we will, of course, uh, you know, plead. Blame it on the publishers this time. Yeah, Blame it that's on what publisher. we'll do. Dynamite Entertainment has Hack Slash versus Chaos number one. IDW Publishing has Batman The Max Arkham Dreams number three, Rick and Morty vs. Dungeons and Dragons number three, Star Trek The Next Generation Terra Incognita number five, and Transformers The IDW Collective Phase 2 Hardcover Volume 8. That's a $50 book there. Image Comics has Blackbird number three, Bully Wars number four, Die number one. Oh, it's the. Oh, okay. The one. Kick Ass number 10. Prodigy number one. That's that that group, right? Prodigy, Ooh, yeah. Here you go, Matthew. You haven't reviewed one of these in a while. Snot Girl number 12. Uh, and Wicked and Divine number 40. We call it the Wicked. Marvel Comics has Conan the Barbarian number one. Oh, that's just a poster. I was hoping that they were actually going to have the first issue of the Conans out. I guess that doesn't come out until January. Deadpool number seven, Defenders, Immortal Hulk number one, Doctor Strange number nine, Immortal Hulk number ten, Marvel Knigget's 20th anniversary number three, Merry X-Men Holiday Special number one. Merry X-Men Holiday Special number one. That's that's a thing. As Merry is X-Men. As is Star Wars Age of the Old Republic Qui-Gon Jinn number one. Or actually, it doesn't even pronounced. say... Quincy Jones. I don't even think it's uh, Age of the Old Republic. It just says Star Wars Age, Republic Qui-Gon Jinn, number one. Hmm. True Believer, Fantastic Four, Mad Thinker Droid, number one. 
and True Believer Fantastic Four Puppet Master one, and True Believer Fantastic Four Scrolls number one, all a dollar issues. Venom number nine has a four dollar cover price, and then X Men X Terminated number one. And all the rest. See, we're getting rid of the X Men again, Matthew. We got to kill some X Men's. It's time to kill the X Men's. Comics and graphic novels and all the rest category. We have the Archie meets Batman 66 number five. How's that going? It was interesting. The last issue that I read was pretty well drawn, if nothing else. Black Knight number two of five. Breakneck number one. What else do we have going down this list? Doctor Who the 13th Doctor number two. We also have Grim Fairy Tales number 24 from Xenoscope Entertainment. Uh, Meanwhile, number nine. Moth and Whisper, number four. Ninja K, number 14. Snap Flash Hustle, number one. No idea what that is. That's I like, about the, uh, I like the title. Elves. It might be. Are they elves? Snap Flash and Hustle? Yeah. They live in a tree and they make Rice Krispies. Let's see. What is this about? Previews World. Oh, this is Pat Shand. This is from uh, Black Mask Comics. Haley, Maury, and uh, a downtrodden alternative model... Oh, Haley Mori, not Haley, Mori. Haley Mori, a downtrodden alternative model, happens upon a secret society of elite models in New York City that are using their platforms to sell narcotics. Seeing a possible escape from a lifetime of crushing debt, Haley becomes involved and works her way up the ranks, making new alliances and enemies while getting a taste of the power she never knew she craved. This is a new stylish crime thriller from writer Pat Shand and artist Emily Pearson. Nothing is as it seems. Nothing. 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 Uh, Van Helsing, Sword of Heaven, number two. We are danger, number four. And, we uh, are danger. Wrong Earth, number four. I think we'll just wrap it up there. Listeners, what are we going to review next week? Matthew, how are they going to tell us what they want us to review? Recap for us, go. please. They're going to go on the internet. They're going to go to patreon.com slash major spoilers they're going to look for steven's post about dueling review for next week they are going to tell us in the comments what they want to see us do the list will be there you'll be able to see books that you can choose from a list and say hey hey dumbasses cover this book and we will do that because we are in fact dumbasses and that is the brilliance of the dueling review you hey wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute what i have heard That in order for me to participate in this crazy little scheme of helping you program your shows and feeling like I have a vested interest in what you guys are doing, that I have to pay you in order to cast my vote on what I want next week. Oh, well, Mr. Strawman, let me tell you how wrong you are. You don't have to be a patron of Major Spoilers in order to vote. We always appreciate our patrons, and we would be happy if while you're over there, you do sign up to become a patron at Major Spoilers, patreon.com slash Major Spoilers. But you don't have to do that. Your voice will still be heard in Dueling Review Land. Totally free. Totally free to go and vote. There you go. How about a little fire, straw uh, straw man or scarecrow? How about a little fire, scarecrow? Yeah, see? Thank you again so much for checking us out this week on Dueling Review, and we certainly appreciate all of you who do make financial contribution to keeping Major Spoilers going strong. We will be back next week to check out a brand new comic that you pick. And until then, we know you love comics, and we do too. And Matthew's going to say this next week, I promise. That's a very interesting story, future boy, but one thing doesn't make sense. If future me is now in the past, how could me possibly know about you? 
podcast is copyright 2018 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 